Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Maybe you are uh, looking at the stage right now and you're like, that is definitely not Pastor Joe. (laughs) You're right. I am not Pastor Joe. Uh, My name is Brian. I serve here on staff as the youth pastor here at Word of Life. And Pastor Joe is over at our Highland Colony campus opening up that campus today. Can we just celebrate that together as a church family? Man, it's been incredible to see what God has been doing in the midst of everything else that's been going on in the world. We have seen God be faithful in this church and, and, and with his people. And I don't know about you, but I just want to take a second to honor our pastor. Like I have been just impressed at how he has been leading us, how he has been guiding us, how he has been directing us, even in this season where everything seems to be changing that he has been firm and he has been solid. So can we, not, not for me, but can we just celebrate for our pastor this morning? Can we just honor him this morning? Man, I'm so thankful that you guys are here this morning, whether you're here physically or you're tuning in on Facebook, on CBS, on our live stream. Welcome, we're so glad that you're here. If you're here physically, Come on, you made it. You are here. God is going to speak to you this morning. Um, Like I said, I'm the youth pastor, so I'm ready to have some fun. You guys ready to have some fun today? All right, maybe I'll go to this side. Ah, You guys ready to have some fun today? Okay, come on. I believe church should be something that we enjoy, okay? So today we're going to have some fun. God's going to speak to us, and I am excited. So let's just jump in. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and open it up to the book of Matthew. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 4. And in Matthew chapter 4, we're going to read a couple of verses from verses number or from verse number 18 all the way to verse number 22. There's a passage in here that I think you've probably heard before, but today I believe that God is going to speak to you through it this morning. So if you've got a Bible, Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 18 through 22. And it says, and Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting their nets into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you to fish for people. At once they they left their nets and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called to them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. I want to preach this morning from a simple title. It is called Just Like Me. Can you say that with me? Can you say, Just Like Me? Oh, come on, this is going to be good, this one. I got a question. Has anybody in here, I like to start with the question just to see where everybody's at before, before we get into it. Uh, Has anybody in here ever, uh, ever been been in in love? Anybody ever been in love before? Anybody ever? Anybody ever? Anybody ever been in love? Oh, man, I see you in the back. I I get it, I get it. Uh, If I'm honest, I'll tell you about me. I am in love. I am in this stage of my life where I am currently engaged 
Shout out to you, boy. Oh, I am engaged and I'm in love. Thank you for celebrating me. I appreciate this. Uh, and, and I can remember the first time that I ever saw the beautiful Anna Natalia. Like, it just rolls off the tongue. Like, just... Uh, I remember the first time that I ever saw her and I, I can remember being like, there is a God and he definitely made you, baby girl. Like, I remember the moment <laughs> and I can remember in this process of us getting to know each other, we came to this stage in the relationship where if you're dating or if you're married, you've had this happen. You've come to this stage in the relationship. I had to... Um, define the relationship, right? Like I had to let her know that I was serious about this. And I can remember in this process of defining the relationship, it's a process of going from pursuing her to passionately pursuing her. I can remember I begun to, to passionately pursue her. And I can remember this one day, she was like, hey babe. I was like, what up girl? And she was like, hey, can we go on a date? I said, baby, we can do whatever you want to do. Like, we can do it. She said, awesome. I want to go on a date to Six Flags. It was at that moment I realized I made a mistake. <laughs> because we had not had this conversation about how I hate roller coasters and she loves them. So me in this moment, you know, I do what any guy does. Like, I tell her the truth. I'm like, babe, I'd love to. I'd love to go. I'd love to do it. Let's do it. Awesome. I can remember rolling up to Six Flags and in this moment, in this park where, where, where everything has this like superhero theme, right? All the rides have superhero names and things like that. And she's like, hey, babe. Like, yeah. She's like, uh, are you ready to go on the first ride? I said, of course I am, babe. Of course. She said, this ride is called Superman. I said, Superman. This cannot be good. Like, Superman is faster than a speeding bullet and the man can fly. Let's do it! Let's do it! I love to. I remember getting on Superman, getting off Superman. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I made it. I'm not feeling like, I'm not feeling weird. So I'm like, okay, this is great. I need to stop while we're ahead. Like, we need to, uh, I was like, hey. She was like, did you like it? I was like, yeah, it was good. Um, are you hungry? <laughs> You know, you can't eat after, you can't ride any more rides once you eat. I'm like, are you hungry? She's like, babe, it's, we just got here. It's like, it's like 930. I'm like, yeah, but you know, like the lines and you round up is basically lunchtime. She's like, no, babe, come on. We got to get on another ride. I said, of course we do. Let's do it. She's like, hey, babe, this next ride is called Justice League. I said, Justice League. This can definitely not be good. Like Justice League is made up of a bunch of superheroes and they all have superpowers. Let's do it! Like just passionately pursuing her, right? Just in this moment. I remember getting on Justice League, getting off Justice League, and I was feeling it. Like I remember like Justice League had some spins in it and I was like, I don't need to do this again. I did one, I did two, I am not gonna make three. She's like, babe, did you like it? I was like, of course I did. Uh, she was like, okay, let's do one more. And this was my moment to say no, to be honest, to tell her I don't like roller coasters. Can we please stop while we're ahead? And so I was like, babe, I'd love to. Let's do another one. I can remember she was like, awesome. This next one is called Batman. I said, Batman, 
And let me pause this reg regularly scheduled service for just a second. Batman is not a superhero. I don't care what you say. He's not a superhero. He is a man that has a whole lot of money. So tell me why Batman on his ride want to have spins, loops, drops, and everything else that money can buy. I get off of this Batman ride. Literally, I almost pass out. There was no more hiding it at this point. I remember this time when I was passionately pursuing her. And you know, when you passionately pursue somebody, you do things that like you normally just wouldn't do. Like I don't choose to go to Six Flags or ride roller coasters. But because I was, I was passionately pursuing her, I started to do things that were a little bit uncomfortable, that were a little bit different. And see, I love the text that we just read because, because we see Jesus, he has some disciples, he has some guys and he calls out to them. And he says, hey guys, would you come and follow me? And see this phrasing, come, follow me, it means come and passionately pursue me. It doesn't mean, hey, just come, hey, come hang out with me. I'd love to spend the day with you. No, no, it's like, hey, come and, and passionately pursue me, I would pose the question this morning. Do you passionately pursue Jesus? Like in such a way that sometimes it makes you get a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> sometimes you find yourself doing things and it's like, I wouldn't regularly do this, but I just feel like Jesus is leading me to do this. This, this passion, this passionately pursuing him. And see, if we're honest, like, I think that oftentimes, like, we do desire to passionately pursue Christ. Like, I think that we truly do desire to do it, but somewhere along the way, like, something happens in our walk with God. We, we make a mistake. We don't come to church for a couple weeks. We have a, a situation in our life show up, and for us, it just feels as if it's like, I, I can't keep passionately pursuing him. Like, like, does Jesus actually expect me to be like him? Like, he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. There's no way I can actually be like Jesus. And we start to hear these lies in our ears, and we start to, to just believe them and just come to the, the point of like, well, I mean, I can't actually be like Jesus, but, I mean, I'm just going to, We'll just figure out something else to do. See, this story is so interesting to me because I've read this story many, many times, and I've had problems with this story when I read it. I don't know about you. Have you? I won't ask you this because I don't, I don't want to be the only person, actually. Uh, I read this story, and I had some problems with it. And, and I think oftentimes, not for you, but for me sometimes, whenever I read the Bible, sometimes I forget that it's a real life story. Like these aren't just like made up things. Like these are people living a real life and they're telling us about it. As I read this story, two major problems stand out to me. Maybe they stand out to you, but they stand out to me. Two major problems. Number one, all we know about Jesus in this moment at this story is he shows up, shouts out, come follow me, compassionately pursue me to a couple of guys. They leave everything and go follow him. Now, I don't know about you, but let's just put this in like, like today. Let's, let's, let's make this uh, June 14th, 2020, right? You're at work and somebody comes into your job and says, hey, come passionately pursue me. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know about you, I'm not going with that person. I would actually ask, I would say, hey, how many of you would actually go with the person? But I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. You know why? Because I know somebody will raise their hand. And if somebody raised their hand, I had to stop this whole message. Come down there, pray the spirit of crazy right out of you. Don't be going with people you don't know. Like, this is simple. Like, this is my first problem with this text. Like, I don't get it. Second problem, this one is even bigger than the first. Second problem, I'm upset, okay? I'm upset with Peter and Andrew. I'm upset with them, okay? You wanna know why? I'm upset with them because these guys are working, okay? They're on their job and they leave their job and just go follow this guy, okay? Now, I'm upset with them, but I'm not too frustrated because I get it, I get it. Like, you can only eat fish sticks for so long. Like, I, I get it. They got tired of fishing. They were like, you know what, Long John Silvers, we out. Like, they changed plans. I'm upset with them. But you know who I'm really, really frustrated with? I'm, I'm, I'm angry at James and John. If you read what I read, it says that these guys left their dad in the boat. Now, I don't know what must have happened between them and their dad for them to be like, yeah, yeah whatever, dad, we leaving, we out. Like, I don't know what had to happen. Like, if I'm Zebedee in this moment, you know what I'm doing? I'm picking up my cell phone. I'm calling the DFS, Department for Fishermen Security. I'm calling the DFS and I'm saying, hey, there's this man out here who's stealing fishermen. Like when Jesus told him, he said, hey, I'm going to make you and I'm going to teach you to fish for people. I believe Jesus. If you are watching the same story that I am watching, Jesus is four for four. Like he literally caught four guys in this one moment. <laughs> Like, I'm upset. Like, I have a problem with this story. And for me, whenever I come into Scripture and I have a problem with it, I do exactly what you do. I Google it. Like, I just, I just go to Google, type in Matthew chapter 4, what happened? Like, I, I, as I'm studying, as I'm looking at these different theologians and listening to what they had to say about this text, like, instead of, like, being like, oh, okay, I understand, I became more concerned. I became more concerned because what the, what, what the theologians were saying is that Jesus at this time, he's about 30 years old. Brian, what's your problem with Jesus being 30? I don't have a problem with Jesus being 30. What I do have a problem with is for all these disciples, these boys that Jesus just called, they are anywhere between 13 and 21. Now let's back up for a second and let's redo this because this is not this man showing up at your job. This is a man showing up at your kid's middle school and saying, hey, passionately pursue me. I don't know, like, I don't know about you. I'm like, he ain't going with you. He's staying with me. Like, you better stop it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I have a problem with this. And so I'm like, I need to continue to research this because clearly I am missing something about this story. I would encourage you, read the Bible. Like, this thing is just so interesting. Uh, and so I continued researching it. And I was like, oh, at that moment, I was like, oh, this makes more sense. And as I'm researching it, what, what I find out is that for, for these guys, for this story, this context that we're in, this is a Jewish context. And for them, they have a different culture than we have. And so what happens in the Jewish culture is that for boys, when they are five years old, they start school. And now this isn't school like, like we know school. 
This isn't like kindergarten, first grade, learn your ABCs, learn how to count. It's not that. These boys are in school at five years old, beginning to learn the first five books of the Bible from memory. Now, all right, you think, oh, okay, not a big deal. How many phone numbers do you know right now? Like, let's be honest. This is incredible. These boys are learning the first five books of the Bible from memory. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, from memory. And they spend the next eight years of their lives learning these scriptures. And at the age of 13, something happens, which you may have heard of. They have a graduation ceremony, which is known as a bar mitzvah. Right? Maybe you've heard of that before. But at this bar mitzvah, what it is, is it's a testing to make sure that they have actually learned the scriptures that they were supposed to learn. So they have this testing, they do a couple of things, and then if they pass, then they celebrate, they have the bar mitzvah, everybody's excited, this is great, life's great. But the, the thing is about this Jewish culture is that at the age of 13, when these boys graduate, they become men. <laughs> Like, they're not boys anymore. They are now men. Like, they now have the responsibility for determining everything with their finances, for determining everything with their friends, for determining everything even with, with their faith. If they want to leave the faith that they have just spent eight years learning about, or if they want to continue to pursue it. And see, at the age of 13, if they decide that they want to continue to pursue this faith that they have, there's, a, there's another step for them. And this step is really cool. This is where they go on to learn how to become a rabbi or, or how to become a teacher. Maybe you've heard this phrase before. That for them, when they take this step to learn to become a rabbi, the way that this works is they go and they go find a rabbi, someone who is currently a rabbi. These boys at 13, they will go and find a rabbi. But this is the part where it gets kind of tough. Because as these, as these boys with all these hopes, all these dreams, with this desire of becoming a rabbi, as they go to these rabbi, they now have to ask the rabbi, hey, will you teach me? And the rabbi in this moment has all the authority and all the ability to say, no, I will not teach you. Now imagine you being in high school, having to go to every single one of your teachers and saying, hey, will you teach me? No, I know your brother. Go on somewhere. Like, I don't know. Like, this is a moment where these boys, they have to go and ask this rabbi, he would teach them. And this just gives us a completely different context for the story that we just read. Because maybe, could I suggest, that maybe these boys, they're not fishing because they enjoy fishing. But maybe for these boys, the reason that they're fishing is because at one point in their life, they had this desire, this dream this goal of becoming a rabbi. But somewhere along the way, when they went to the rabbi to ask him, 
if he would teach them, the rabbi was like, nah, not you. Maybe for you, you've felt like that before. That you had a dream, you had a desire, you had a goal, something you were trying to achieve, but somewhere along the way, a door got closed, a person said no, a relationship ended, and you're like, you know what? What do I do now? See, this is, this is just an incredible, an incredible story. And it's incredible not because of where it starts, but for where it ends. See, there's something that would happen on rare occasions in the Jewish culture, that instead of a rabbi waiting on the students to come and ask him if they could follow him, that the rabbi would take a decision to say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to choose those who I want to follow me. And see, this is incredible because when a rabbi goes out and chooses someone to say, hey, I want you to follow me, what he's saying is, I believe you have all the potential. I believe you have all the commitment. I believe you have all the giftings to be just like me. So when we show up on this scene and Jesus calls out to these boys, it's not just say, hey, you want to come hang out with me? It's like, no, 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 listen, I am calling you because I believe you have everything inside of you to be just like me. And maybe for you, I don't know where you're at today, but maybe for you, in some way, in some shape, in some form, you forgot that Jesus was calling you. That when Jesus called you, that he was saying, come here, listen, listen, come here. I believe you have everything inside of you to be just like me. And if there's anyone that knows that to be true, it's the one who made you. Like, I, I don't know where you find yourself this morning, but see, oftentimes I think this is something we can forget. See, I love what Pastor Joel preached on last week, how we have to have moments in our life where we refill ourselves, where we refresh ourselves, where we renew ourselves. But today, I think it's a moment for us to remind ourselves, to remind ourselves that no matter what our past looks like and no matter even what our present looks like, that Jesus says, I am calling you because I believe you have everything inside of you to be just like me. See, somewhere along the way, sometimes we forget because of something that happens in our lives because of a, a relationship ending, because of something that we've done, because we, we just find ourselves in a place where it's like, I just feel far from God. Somewhere along the way, we forget that the same Jesus that called these boys over 2,000 years ago is the exact same Jesus that is calling us today. See, I just wish somebody would believe that this morning. Because when you believe that Jesus specifically called you, that Jesus believes you can be just like him, that Jesus looks at you and he doesn't see shame, he doesn't see guilt, he doesn't see failure, he doesn't see rejection, but he sees giftings, he sees potential, he sees commitment to be just like 
him. See, if we would believe this, I think in a moment we would begin to rise up. We begin to take our authority. We will begin to say, you know what? No, 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 no. No longer will I allow sins of the past to hold me where I am. No, I'm marching on towards my future. See, I love this text because Jesus makes it super simple for us. It's not just like Jesus to make it easy. Jesus says, listen, it's as simple as this. You, your job, it's very simple. You just come and follow me, okay? You just come and passionately pursue me. See, I think oftentimes I've read the scripture and I've internalized it and I've messed it up. Like I've internalized it. You come follow me and I'll send you out. I'll make you a fisher of men, right? Like I've internalized this. Okay, I got to follow Jesus. And then you know what? I'm going to make myself into the best Christian that I can be. Like I'm going to be at church every Sunday. I'm going to learn all of Hill songs. I am going to. Like I'm going to be the best Christian ever. <laughs> like sometimes we, we can internalize the scripture and get it wrong. <laughs> like Jesus, what he says. He says, your job, listen, just come close, yeah, your job is just to passionately pursue me. And I am going to make you into the person that you've always desired to be. I don't know, maybe for you, you've gotten stuck in the cycle of make. You know that cycle, right? Like, I gotta, I gotta read my Bible more, I'm gonna make myself into a better Christian today. <laughs> I got to get to church today because I'm going to make myself a better Christian. I'm, come here, come here. Can I pray? Can I pray? I'll pray. I'll pray with the food today. I'll pray. Like, we can get into this cycle of it being about us making ourselves into the person that Jesus has called us to be. But Jesus makes it really, really simple. He says, hey, stop trying to make yourself into something. Let me do that. You just come and follow me because when you come and you follow me and you passionately pursue me, I am going to make you into the person you have always wanted to be because I believe you have everything inside of you to be just like me. If I could just oversimplify this message, it boils down to, I think that there's probably two groups of people that are in here today. That maybe for the, the first group of people, that, that you know God. Like you have a relationship with Jesus. Like you've accepted him as your Lord and as your Savior. You are walking this walk, but somewhere along the way, it stopped being about passionately pursuing and it started being about us trying to make ourselves into the person that God's called us to be. Somewhere along the way, we just lost track. We just lost sight that Jesus tells us our job is super simple. It's to passionately pursue and that for you, maybe in this place, in this cycle of make, you've, you've found yourself in this place where you feel like, man, I feel like I am far from God. Like at one point in my life, I was doing really good. 
But now it's like, I haven't even opened my Bible in a week. You've fallen into this cycle of make. That Jesus, I believe he's saying to you this morning, it's super simple. Stop trying to make yourself into something. You just come and passionately pursue me. Just come and follow me and I will do the making. I think maybe there's a second group of people that are in here today. Maybe in here, maybe online. That, that maybe for you, you didn't even know that Jesus, like that he was calling you. Like you didn't know that Jesus, when he looks at you, he's saying, would you please come and follow me? Like, would you please just come and passionately pursue me? Because I know your dreams. Like, I know your desires. I know what you have in your heart. Like, I know it. So would you please just come and passionately pursue me? Because when you do, I will make you into the person that you have always desired to be. I don't know where you find yourself, whether you identify more with the first group of being in this cycle of make. I think in this season of quarantine and just being in our houses more than normal, I think maybe that more than more of us than then we'd like to admit have fallen into this cycle of make. I gotta make, I gotta make, I gotta make. I gotta be the best, I gotta be the best Christian. I gotta do all these things. And Jesus is just like, stop. <laughs> just come and follow me. Like it's super simple, just come and follow me. And maybe you find yourself in the second category. Like I didn't, I didn't know that Jesus was even calling me. I, I didn't know that Jesus thought that I could be just like him. See, wherever you find yourself, the beauty of the text is that Jesus is still calling. He's still saying, hey, would you just come and follow me? Would you just come and passionately pursue me because I believe you've got everything inside of you. Just right now, just as you are, I believe you have everything inside of you to be just like me. I want to take a moment and I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the words of Jesus this morning, to the word of the Lord this morning who is saying, would you just come and passionately pursue me. Like, just, just follow me and I will be the one that will make you into the person that you've always desired to be. Stop trying to do that yourself. Let me do it, I'll do a better job. I wanna give you an opportunity to respond to that this morning. And so what I wanna do is, is I wanna just take a second we pray. So can we just, everybody, let's just bow our heads. Let's just close our eyes for a second. Let's just have a moment with Jesus. It's you right here, wherever you are, whether you're here in person, whether you're on your couch in your living room, watching us online. This moment with you and Jesus. 
where, where you identify, hey, maybe I have fallen into this cycle of make. At one point, it was more about spending time with Jesus versus doing things for Jesus. Maybe you find yourself in the other category of like, I didn't even know Jesus was calling me. Today, I wanna give you this opportunity to make a decision. To say, Jesus, you know what? (laughs) I am going to passionately pursue you. So with every head bowed, with every eye closed, no one looking around, if this is you, you say, you know what? I need (laughs) to get back to just passionately pursuing Jesus and stop trying to make myself or I just need to pursue him for the first time ever. Wherever you are, I want you to do something. Would you just raise your hand wherever you are? If you say, that's me. Yep, that's me. I need to make a decision to just passionately pursue Jesus again. Beautiful, beautiful. Hands going up. Beautiful. You may be like, why does it matter if I raise my hand? Because I want to pray for you and I just want to know who I'm praying with and praying for. So anybody else? Beautiful. You can put those hands down. Now, every head bowed, every eye closed, would you all, everybody together, whether you raised your hand, didn't raise your hand, felt like you should have raised your hand, but just didn't, well, we all together. Can you just pray this prayer with me? I'm gonna say it and I want you to repeat it, but I don't want you to just repeat it. I want you to pray it with me because this is the prayer of passionately pursuing Christ. So would you pray with me? Say, dear Jesus, Thank you for loving me. Jesus, I understand that I've made mistakes, that I've got it wrong. But today, Jesus, I get it right. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And I believe on the third day you rose again from the grave. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my savior. My past, it's gone. All things are made new right now. Jesus, I will passionately pursue you and I will allow you to make me In Jesus' name.